there's an opportunity for us to press into to some things with the, the whole isolation that's going on um, right now. There's a there's a spirit of isolation that's in operation um, that is trying to uh, affect us and affect our mental health, and we we need to be aware that that's going on. Uh, that it's not from that spirit of isolation is not from God, and um, one of the ways that that we can push through that is to to deliberately be creative, deliberately get our ourselves connected to our creator and, and and express something of who he is in what we're creating um the other thing i just want to say is um if you're feeling lonely please reach out we have connect at the baychurch.co.uk you can send us an email uh, you can give one of us a ring on the, the pastor on call phone number just don't be lonely in a spirit with the spirit of isolation in operation don't be lonely give us a call um yes we know that we're never alone we've just sung it because of who he is but actually we're also never alone because we get to connect with one another so um so just wanted to, to do those two shouts out um connect with us um i love that song that we've just been singing love so undeniable i can hardly speak peace so unexplainable i can hardly think and so right now holy spirit we invite you to come into our homes just where we are, Emmanuel, God with us, come, let your tangible presence fall into each one of our homes right now, that we can feel that, that love that's undeniable, that we can experience a peace that is unexplainable, because you're such a good daddy, we welcome your presence, Holy Spirit. Have your way this morning. Amen. I uh, a couple of weeks before the whole coronavirus thing hit our nation, um, I can remember saying to Alan, "I feel like everything in my world is beginning to shake. I feel like some of the things that I've been um, involved in and the things that we've been working towards, everything just in 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 my spirit began to feel like it was shaking." And then, um, then obviously, when when the lockdown began to happen, um, suddenly there was like everything changed very quickly, and uh, the the passage that has been in my mind because of that, because of that feeling that I've had, is from Hebrews twelve, the end of Hebrews twelve, and uh, Hebrews is an amazing book, um, talking about the supremacy of Christ, looking at the old covenant and what. God had established through the law and Moses and comparing it to the new covenant of what he did through through Jesus Christ and we've we've had 12 chapters of of the writer of Hebrews expressing how incredible this new covenant is and he's just reminded us of when God spoke to um on that on Mount Sinai to Moses and released the law of the covenant the the people shook because of, of, of the word of God that was being released. And um, so I just want to read a few verses from Hebrews 12, uh, starting at verse 26. I encourage you to read all of it beforehand as well. The earth was rocked at the sound of his voice from the mountain, but now he has promised, once and for all, I will not only shake the systems of the world, but also the unseen powers in the heavenly realm. 
Now, this phrase, once and for all, clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaking. That is, the old order. So only what is unshakable will remain. Since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe. For our God is a holy, devouring fire. <laughs> I'm just going to read that last bit again. Since we're receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe, because he is holy and a devouring or a consuming fire. I, uh, I know that this time of shaking that's going on, not just in our nation, but in the nations, is not, a lot of it is not God. It is clearly um, the enemy trying to, to bring about destruction and um, to kill and steal and destroy. And we know that those are the, the um, that's what the enemy does. But I um, feel like there's something in this passage for us to understand that even in the midst of of our own hearts feeling like they're shaking right now that there is a that there is an unshakable place that we get to stand there is a rock on which we stand that does not change he's the same yesterday today and forever and he is the hope for the nations and his name is Jesus and as we stand and believe in what Jesus has done for us we stand firm in an unshakable kingdom where things all around us, structures and things that we've planned and all of the things that we've, um, we've built up around our lives, even as those things crumble away, what's left and what remains is, is an unshakableness of God in our lives. And I just think that that peace unexplainable, I can, I can hardly think. I just, my heart breaks for those that don't know Jesus right now. Any of my friends that are tuning in that don't know Jesus right now in this season, I just cry out to you to, to ask me about him, to, to ask your friends who he is, because I want you to know an unshakable rock on which you can stand that is, that is Jesus in this season. But, but I also think there's an opportunity for us to allow a shaking to go on in our lives to get rid of things in our lives that, that actually um, we've been depending on that Jesus doesn't want us to depend on anymore. I'm not saying that all the things going or that, that have been stripped away are um, God's doing. I'm saying that we get to, to depend on God right now in a way that thrills him, in the way that the passage of, of the writer of Hebrews talks about where he says, you know, this is our purest form of worship that we offer God that that we we delight his heart by laying down our lives in absolute surrender and to me that talks about about um depending on him and nothing else right now and I just think it's beautiful what's going on um I read 
a book on well, I was on holiday last week and uh, I was praying with Jez and and we were feeling like God was talking to us about the land we felt like God said specifically he, he wanted to show us keys about how to pray for this land that we're on right now and I was um, reminded of a book that I had in my bookshelf it's a it's a great book it's called uh, Land of Hope and Glory and uh, it um, Matt Dunn if you're watching I think you gave us this book but he um, this is a book about the British revival history through the ages. It starts uh, in the Dark Ages and it goes all the way through the revivalists in, in history that, that have affected our land. And I, um, I've just been blown away reading the testimonies as to what God's done in this nation, on this land, through his revivalists, through people um, that he's used. And, and a couple of things struck me. The first thing was that um, here were people who who were all in they were they were people who just said god i'll do whatever you want i'll go wherever you want i will give you my life it doesn't matter how much i am beaten it doesn't matter how much my life is affected right now i will do everything i know to do for the sake of the lost and i will give my life to you jesus for you to use me and i've just been inspired again by that the other thing that struck me reading every single different story throughout the centuries was that that as the Holy Spirit fell on specific areas, the Welsh revival, the Ulster revival, you know, him using Spurgeon and all of these different people, one of the things that always happened is as the Holy Spirit fell, there was a conviction of sin that fell upon people. Suddenly their awareness of the holiness of God increased and their unworthiness came to the fore and they began to cry out to the Lord for mercy. Now we know that Jesus has done everything to make a way for us to, to have a relationship with the Holy God, but that doesn't make him any less holy. You see, when the Holy Spirit is poured out on the land, one of the, the faces of who he is is holy. God is holy. And, and I feel like in this time of... of um, of shaking that's personally going on in me one of those things he's doing is he's reminding me hey Nick I'm holy I want you to get rid of everything in your life that is blocking me I want you to get rid of every every idol every every sin and I don't mean I'm not just talking about you know murder and adultery and those sorts of sins I'm talking about is there anything that I'm depending on that I'm using as a false comfort instead of the comfort of his Holy Spirit. I feel like he's getting really real with me at the moment and he's saying, Nick, I see your heart and I, and I love your heart and I want to kiss some of those bits in your heart back to life again that have got a bit hard. I've got a bit numb to my presence. Would you, would you give me your heart afresh in this season for me to, to make it whole? You see, I think last time I spoke to you, I talked about how I had been looking at, at oneness and, the, and how um, God is calling us in, in this region to be one, one with God and one with each other. And he was saying to me, you can't have oneness without a wholeheartedness. You can't, you can't be one with God without giving him your whole heart, without making him the Lord of your life. And you can't be one with one another without being wholly devoted to one another, preferring one another. But this last week, I feel like God said to me, Nick, you can't have wholeheartedness 
without repentance. And it's a word that we don't often use or we use when we talk about faith but and turning to him originally, but I feel like he's calling us in this season as we recognize his holiness, as we recognize his greatness, that we say, God, we turn all of ourselves back to you. We say, if there's any bit of me where I'm in control and you're not, I submit that to you. I lay down my life in surrender for you to be the Lord because I want to be wholeheartedly devoted to you and to people. I want to know your love wholeheartedly in this season so that everyone I meet, I can love with a whole heart, with a heart that's willing to be vulnerable, a heart that's willing to to serve and to sacrifice because it's coming from a place of oneness with the Lord. When I was a little kid, I was taught that to depend on God meant to... Um, it was like a little kid jumping into a swimming pool with no armbands on, with no life vest on, jumping into a swimming pool and that kid couldn't swim. They jumped into the deep end of the swimming pool and they couldn't swim. So to depend on God looks like you deep end into the swimming pool. And I feel like some of what's been happening in our nation is those structures, those things that we've been relying on, those those jobs, those um even like family relationships, those um, things that we used to do for comfort have been stripped away and God's going, hey, would you deep end in me? Would you jump in with a freshness and a boldness again and go, God, I'm all in. And I, the thing that I'm excited about is, you know, it's got absolutely nothing to do with me in a sense as to whether this is the time again for our nation where his Holy Spirit is going to be poured out and whole communities will be changed. It, it, that's not up to me. That's, that's the, the providence of God. That's, he's in control of all of that. But what is up to me is to steward revival in my heart. To say, God, revive me. Revive those areas in me that need that fresh fire of God to allow you our consuming fire to come and set me ablaze, set my heart to be revived and full of life and full of love. I dare to depend on, on a holy God, to trust that you've done everything, that under the blood of Jesus I can be fully me and know that your holiness invites me to fully come alive and be wholeheartedly devoted to you and to one another and as you know always always looks like on earth as it is in heaven so as I'm submitting to God as I'm giving him my heart I'm also looking and going hey God how do I make sure that I'm submitting to my husband that I'm laying down my life for those people around me that I'm submitting to my leaders that I'm laying down my life before them and I'm humbly saying to them you get to speak into my life. You see, humility isn't about, about thinking less of ourselves and putting ourselves down. It's about thinking of ourselves less. It's about, it's about honouring people and, and honouring God and calling out the greatness and thinking about others and thinking less of, um, about me. I don't want us to walk around with a false humility that says, 
I'm rubbish. I'm not rubbish because I'm his. But I want to walk around with a humility that goes, God is awesome. God is so powerful. Do you know what? I see the greatness in, in you. I see what God's doing in you and that's so good. That looks like humility because I'm preferring other people. We'll know that when we're a humble people because we'll also be a people of honour that are call, is calling out the greatness in one another, that's laying down our lives for one another. You see, submitting our lives in worship before the Lord also looks like submitting our lives to one another and allowing them to shape us and mould us. I know that there's lots going on in this nation that, that isn't good and we're praying and we're believing that... Um, that they, there's going to be an end to this virus and it's coming sooner than all the media suggests because he's Lord, because God's in control. But as we're in this period, he is doing something incredible in our hearts if we let him. And as we, as we give ourselves fully for him to be the Lord, as we depend on him, deep end in him, our hearts are becoming more and more whole. We're repenting and allowing him to have his way so that actually that we are revived. The revival starts here in my heart, in my home, and hopefully we become the next chapter in the book of the land of hope and glory where we begin to see revival hit this land and people that don't know Jesus come to know him like never before. So let's just pray together. And don't pray this prayer if you don't mean it. <laughs> but I pray, come holy fire of God, come into our hearts, come into our homes. We love you and we give our lives afresh to you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are our comfort, that you are our peace. That we can stand on Jesus, our rock, at this time with everything shaking. Because yours is the unshakable kingdom. And God, would you burn up anything in our lives that doesn't look like you. We give our hearts afresh to you. For your kingdom to come. And for your will to be done. For your glory on this earth, Jesus, and in heaven. Amen.